Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Business leaders in corporate and privately held companies gain insights into trends and strategies that provide them with a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Each episode focuses on areas such as marketing, sales, innovation, or funding that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players. Where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entries or knowing how to navigate the uncertainty of disruptive developments, mind feeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation, and marketing. And we will be talking in the future much more about the important trends that are affecting the way we manage our companies in the demand to being sustainable, more environmentally and socially friendly, and becoming more empathic leaders. So let's get started on today's topic. In today's episode, we are going to look at cyber skimming or revenue theft, cash theft and that. Now, usually when we talk about skimming and lastening and so on, these are typical things that happen in fraud. When, for instance, people are taking money out of your cash till or out of your bank accounts, people are sending in um, cash notes and other kind of things. And people are just trying to... Uh, misuse the checks that are coming in. Now, in today's time, we are in a cyber world. We have business conducting very digital. So our banks want us not to come and visit them in their local branches. They want us to do online business. We transmit data through uh, VPN and other kind of channels, transaction systems and services. We even have our own shop, our own business, online store, product catalogs, etc., etc. We maybe even be negotiating through WhatsApp, through Zoom, Microsoft Teams, all different kinds of platforms with our customers or distributors, sellers, resellers, and so on, suppliers. And these all these different kinds of things can be sabotaged. So people can make use of the knowledge that they found out by either hacking us, attacking us, spying on us, stealing our intellectual property, uh, stealing the information about, for instance, the pricing that we're offering. They can even go and redirect payments. So let's say you're sending out invoices to your clients. They might even go and try to catch those invoices and replace them with their invoices, which I mean, they'll just simply change the bank details. And then if you've got lots of invoices going out, you won't notice it that fast. And your customers, of course, will be highlighted, new bank account and blah, blah, blah. 
and they'll be sending, of course, the money to that bank account. And then eventually you go and say, hey, I haven't paid my bank, my invoices and that. So yeah, of course I have. Sure, and yeah, yeah, the same invoice you sent me. I never sent that invoice. Hmm. Yeah, all that money. There are different ways of skimming and lastening and that. And now in the digital world, there are so many clever people who can do that. And that's the shocking thing, that most businesses are not well equipped to prepare and deal with that. And that's the key thing why we usually have to go more and more towards looking towards more and more digital, secure ways, and not just things like double authentication or not thing. The different ways that as well, unfortunately, create kind of extra work for us, especially as well in accounting and that, and sales and marketing, it creates as well complexity. And we have to somehow find a way to still keep our clients and suppliers happy and have good profits for us as well. But if somebody goes and attacks our systems, our infrastructure, and tries to even simply go and do bank transactions on our behalf to send the money to their accounts, that's a problem. And if you're doing a mining campaign and let's say you're sending out vouchers to people to buy your products or whatever, or you're saying, hey, if you buy that product, you get from me a discount or you get a, let's say, an Amazon voucher for $10 or 10 pounds, 10 euros. And that's going to cause, of course, a problem because if somebody goes and collects those vouchers and then puts them into, let's say, Amazon, or Alibaba or other kind of websites, then they will use them. Even if they're collecting vouchers, let's say you're sending out vouchers for uh, Spotify, for instance, to listen to music. You can collect those vouchers and then hand them in and listen to the music, but your own business isn't getting those vouchers to generate more revenue. And actually, um, you're generating more revenue because the clients who should supposed to be motivated to buy more because of getting these vouchers are never getting the vouchers. And of course, they're seeing, hey, if I go and buy this product as well, I get this voucher, and then they get annoyed because you didn't send them, and then think you are just being dishonest and manipulating sales, and they won't buy from you again. And you think, why? We've done all these things, we sell vouchers, and we're now doing even less revenue. How come? That's the thing can happen, of course. There's so many crazy things that are happening in the cyber world, and people are attacking companies, using that, cyber lasting, cyber skimming, and so on. And these are different things that are happening there. Even go and try to, to uh, attack websites where you maybe have your, uh, let's say, uh, voucher codes stored. They'll steal them and find out and try with a tool to somehow go and order your products for free by, by stealing all your codes or even inventing voucher codes where they then get the whole product for free. And you ship them to some PO box or whatever, or, or some uh, parcel shop or anything, and you just collect them there, and then, yeah, the company has got the loss. And those are the crazy things that are happening now. So we have to be aware how they might be even attacking our attempts to do marketing. And that's the key thing. We usually say, okay, I do marketing, I do PR, I do online, I write a SEO article, I might even uh, do some marketing campaign, I have maybe some ads running, maybe I'm having some Google ads, maybe running ads on TikTok, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever, it doesn't matter. There's so many places nowadays that can run ads, but the key thing is somebody goes and attacks your accounts, and then lets your account do ads for them, 
or their clients or whatever, then you are paying the bill for the other company to do ads. Or they can even just simply go and redirect your, your uh, budget to burn it on some other stuff that doesn't have to do anything with your business. But the objective is that their client eventually can advertise in your niche without you being a competitor there because your money is empty. Your budget is burnt as quickly and you don't notice it or they redirect it. So, so it doesn't matter. There are so many crazy ways to go and damage a business uh, and even take quite a profit from that. So it doesn't just mean that they have to go and push money from your account into their account. They can simply use your infrastructure, use your, your accounts, your subscriptions and so on to misuse them and do other things that are not in your interest. Yeah, so it's not only just by stealing credit card details. There's so many things you can do with information from a business. That's really nasty. And that's where we have as business owners, founders, uh, co-founders. It doesn't matter. If you, if you are a CFO, CF, CEO, CISO, whatever you are in a large company, you have to be aware of these things and think, okay, what can we do? Just by simply understanding the risks, we can already start thinking, where can we improve and maybe even turning it to our advantage? Because, yeah, so if we improve our process, we improve our systems and that, maybe there's even, even if we're investing money for that, there might be a way to build more trust with our clients, with our suppliers and so on. We maybe even can reduce the insurance costs because of course they notice oh we haven't uh, we don't have these issues that the other companies are getting who are not bothering investing in this equipment or hiring external consultants or uh, recruiting a person and training them so then whole let's say even if it's a basic cyber security training that's a, can already help quite a lot for a business and you should take it further on and you do like for instance the cybersecurity professional or cybersecurity expert, which means uh, CCSE, yeah? this certified cybersecurity expert, um, that you already get quite a great certification for your staff. And even if you already have somebody in your mind, then you need to look, of course, at what are the skills. Thing is, it's not about just hiring somebody who can plug a hard drive into a PC, and that guy is going to do your cybersecurity. If he has the necessary talent, the, 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 the foundations, then you can, of course, go and send him on trainings and that, but you cannot expect him to do cybersecurity without having the knowledge. Yeah, if he has the talent, train him, invest the money in training him, and you'll see that this person will be excited about the new opportunities and that and not just sitting on one place and just doing the same thing and just because you're training them doesn't mean this person is going to run away for a job who's going to pay better because maybe the other company who pays better expects some other kind of background maybe he has to have a degree or phd or that kind of stuff but that's this person doesn't have it but you want your person and you can even pay them a little bit more as motivation and as a reward and even train them further, but they will protect your business and they will be very loyal to you. 
Of course, if your own behavior is adequate, eventually you will lose them, but you would lose them even if you didn't train them. So it doesn't matter. And even if you go and say, well, hey, I'll pay half of the training and you pay half of the training, yeah, then you have an option. And let's say if uh, you still, after five years there, you get a bonus of, let's say, three times the training fees. And that guy is motivated and says, yeah, I don't intend to move. So in three years, I get a three times bonus. Super. Awesome. So there's so many different kinds of things that I found as a business owner, as a CEO, group leader, or group manager, or whatever, you can do to motivate your people and retrain them. So it's, we call it uh, upskilling, reskilling. Oh, there's so many, so many kind of uh, words for that kind of stuff. But the key thing is, if they do not understand what the risks are, how are they supposed to protect you? Yeah? And the thing is, your business consists of different areas. You've got sales, you've got marketing, you have product development, maybe you've got designers, you've got the team that uh, does the shipping, the team that maybe makes the product. If, if it's a physical product, you have somebody crafting this product, whether they're molding them, putting electronic parts together, uh, the suppliers, we've got the logistics people, the, the procurement people who are trying to find suppliers and not be dependent on one supplier and so on and so on. These are all multiple areas where an attacker can damage your business. And they can even go and let's say you order 5,000 casings for your product. The attacker can go and order it and ship, let's say, 1,000 extra casings. But they don't ship it to your office, they're shipping it to their location. And then the next part, and then they steal your software and then just simply hire somebody for 50 bucks for, for a week and they assemble your product one-to-one -one with the same packaging and everything. And you're paying those costs. And then they go and sell it online for, let's say, a few bucks less. They put play, pay maybe something for the ads, or maybe your ads account pay for that campaign, and they are shipping them. And it looks identical to your product. And you think, how come? How come? Yeah, because they are letting you pay for the product, the manufacturing of the product, and for the ads and marketing material, because they just go and steal your marketing material and, and put it online. They copy your websites and all kinds of stuff. It's crazy what people do. And that's all different kinds of cyber skimming. It's not just money and, and taking money out of your accounts. It's taking all the valuables, the ideas, the patents, the source code, the recipes, all the different things. They're assembling the, even if it's a layout, a blueprint, or all these different kinds of things, they will find something that can turn into money. And that's the thing. We cannot imagine these things usually. We sit and say, it's our own idea. You cannot copy. You can copy the what, but not the why. Yes, that's true. But if they understand and can read into all your whys, they simply copy and they don't care anyway about your why. They know that there's a certain kind of group of buyers who don't care about your why. They only want to have the thing. And if they get it for $10 less, for $50, $1,000 less, they don't care. They will buy it. Because at the end of the day, it will be the same kind of product, which eventually 
was developed and produced at your cost. But the revenue, the profits are going into their pocket. And that's the thing. We cannot afford that in today's world because we have so many costs now. You see inflation going up. You're going to see so many companies laying off. So in different areas, you see a lot of companies and as well consumers who will not be able to buy either products or services or somebody else's products and services. And that company will not be able to buy your products or services because they do not have the revenue they need. And that's a crazy chain that's going to hit us all if we do not stop this craziness that we are practically fueling. We are putting fuel on the fire that's called recession. And that's the key thing. We have to stop these things. And when you look at the things what's happening, yeah, electricity prices are going up. The price of gas, I mean, I mean, gas that you need to heat your uh, homes and so on, um, all this kind of stuff, whether it's diesel, petrol, all the different things. Wood is becoming expensive. Yeah, every kind of stuff that usually was cheap. Yeah, what do I need wood for? You need wood to make newspapers, toilet paper, school books, yeah, wood to make furniture, build houses, even to build warehouses, create cartons and so on, all different kind of things. So many products that have in some kind of way wood in them. And it even goes towards food and all these things. It makes a huge cost. And when we have an additional cost of somebody cyber skimming our business, it can kill our business. And that's something where we need to stop. And yes, government's trying their best, but even they have a limitation to what they can do. They have plenty of other stuff they're trying to defend and they cannot be everywhere because they have the same problem as you and many other companies. They cannot find enough cybersecurity experts. And the thing is, it's just not enough doing some, doing online somewhere or an online university or anything, some kind of, a certificate or degree or something. It's about having the skills, the knowledge, having the basic foundation of knowledge, what happens, what to do, what the standards and all different things, and then putting on top the ability to use the skills and ability to understand how those people who are hacking and estate hackers, they have knowledge that you do not learn at university. You do not learn them at most of the uh, certification programs that are out there in the market, all these different areas. That's the key difficulty of it, because we're trying to solve a problem by using standardized services or knowledge or transitions, commodities that are based on knowledge that is just repetitive, standard, and not detailed enough. <laughs> That's a huge problem for all the economies. Because certain areas, certain countries who have built their knowledge, their unique knowledge, and they're highly talented, they find the people, and they have no problem because they have enough population to go and find the best talented people, train them in these very unethical skills, and then make them attack our businesses, our economies, our livelihoods, our critical infrastructure, they don't care if they attack hospitals, schools, universities, companies, 
a greengrocer or a large car manufacturer. They do not care. They go and attack everyone. And yeah, that's the key thing. We, we should all be willing and wanting to have a higher motivation, which making this world a better place. Whether we are trying to uh, produce less garbage, uh, use less fossil um, fuels in that, like driving an electric car. Yeah, it's quite an advantage if you go and have like, for instance, driving a Tesla instead of driving a combustion car. Yeah. At the same time, we could think, okay, what can I do with phones? You can buy a new phone, yes, okay. But don't go and buy half a year later the next new phone. Maybe you can use it for two, three, four years at least. Of course, you can understand that technology moves and things are running and everything, but you have to be more sensible with your resources and they're not endless. So we have to find ways to improve our lives, improve our businesses, cut, 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 also cut costs where it makes sense, but as well not skimming ourselves as well, because otherwise we'll just damage our own business simply because we don't have the staff, we don't have the training, we don't have the infrastructure in that. In certain areas, we have to spend money to have good software, good hardware, uh, have good marketing campaigns, good people who even create our websites and that, or, or people who are very talented in creating marketing slogans, marketing text. Even a marketing video is not easy to create. You need the skills and you need the talent. And I can create videos, but I know there are people out there that can do a magnificent work, which I just simply cannot, because I don't know these things. Yeah, And I'm not a graphics artist. Or anything. There are people out there that can do things much better than me, or than you, maybe. And that's the thing. We need to see how we can improve our companies and at the same time improve as well our revenue, improve our contribution to local communities, and that being aware that we are not just us alone in this world, and that's it, and everybody else is some other planet. And we don't need to care about that. No. We are all interdependent from each other. And that's where even the hackers are not even really aware that they are even dependent on us. Because maybe they have kids too and they're going to school. And if another hacker attacks their school, they wouldn't be very happy. Or attacks the hospital where the kid is being treated, they wouldn't be happy either. But they're not thinking about these things. Yeah. And they don't understand that in a certain situation. They have other motivations that are driving them. They have maybe debts, maybe uh, other kind of issues. Or they they tried to get a good job. The people just didn't like them because they they had something that the companies just didn't like. Yeah, And that's the clear thing. Many of these hackers, they might not have a university degree, but they're highly talented. They have skills. And we look at what they can do. You can imagine... You need to have a certain ability, talent, intelligence on to be able to get through all those security barriers that people set up. I mean, think of it, you have like large corporations where they have like 200, 300 experts protecting their environment and they still can get through that. I mean, think either the 200 people are stupid, which they are not, or the hackers are highly talented to find ways to bypass, and they don't necessarily bypass 
at one step they go one step forwards one step to the side one step to the front one step to the side again like in sort of casually dancing or whatever and then eventually get into the infrastructures highly secured infrastructures with the most expensive equipment they get through and that must make us aware that these people who are hacking are not stupid they're highly talented they can do these things they know how to do these things but on the contrary the people who are trying to defend their infrastructure they don't know these things they don't have enough skills or technology infrastructures to defend and yeah i just recently read a, an article which is absolutely true where most of the cybersecurity experts are gradually burning out so they're actually even wanting to even quit their highly paid jobs because they cannot stand the stress anymore yeah because it's constantly not knowing if on christmas or easter sunday or on diwali or whenever there's a celebration some attacker is going to attack the company or the power stations or other kind of stuff there is no holiday there's no day or no night it's 25 24 7 and if it, even if it could be it would be even 30 hours a day which is of course not possible because the day only has 24 hours so we need to be aware we have to different things we step start with the basics and gradually increase the security of organizations we need to protect as well absolutely our marketing activities our sales our cash our it infrastructure all different areas and that's so important because otherwise cyber skimming in all different variations is going to empty our accounts and attack our businesses in all sorts of ways or attack our customers our suppliers our strategic partners and so on and that is eventually going to hurt us so in the next few episodes i will be talking about areas that affect as well how neural networks and cyber security and marketing and sales all come together and where we maybe can use neural networks for our future advantage of course it's a complicated topic but i try to simplify things and then gradually as you understand these topics more and more i go deeper in it and i'll have as well maybe a few guests in soon um some people who are very specialized in ai artificial intelligence and that cyber security as well and we'll be doing some uh, conversations on that and highlight them more and even if you know people who might be good for these topics i'll be happy if you send me any kind of suggestion you can contact me as well on twitter and yeah we'll see what goes from there enjoy your day and use that to improve the way your life is but as well of everybody's lives make this world a better place i hope you enjoyed today's edition of the growth zone show with christian barge thank you for listening please leave a review or rating here on itunes or on pod chaser.com if you found the content helpful then share it on social media please i would like to invite you to follow our show 
so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website meetchrisbarch.com. I will be adding the link into the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. On my website, you will also find the links to free templates. If you're looking for the books I have published on marketing, innovative technology, and sustainable business strategies, just simply click on publication to find my book list. The world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a business leader, you need to bypass the sandbanks that can hurt your performance. For those of you who are signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a few copies of my ultimate guide on content marketing and an ESG compliant cheat sheet. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo, and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years and also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military, and several universities, and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized enterprises and international clients around the world. The link to sign up to our free broadcasting service and the guide is at meetchrisbarch.com. That will give you access to the most recent versions of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me on Twitter by using the Twitter handle capbarch. It's spelled C A P. B-A-R-T-S-C-H. Yes, that is C-A-P, Barge, or spelled Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel. 